Hey, Jen Rogers popping in here to say hello. Hello. Season four kicks off with a new name and guest co-host. Welcome to Step Family Mission Possible. With nearly a year of hosting under my belt, it's time to shake things up. Consider it analogous to moving into a new house. As you begin to position furniture and unpack boxes, you make these get started choices. The furniture might stay in this room. The plates will likely hold their spot in this kitchen cupboard. The washer and dryer are definitely in the right place. And this thing in the box, well, why on earth did we even move that here? (laughs) As we move into this new season, we explore what it means to put into practice all things are possible with God. Yes, all things step family are possible with Jesus at the center. I hope that you enjoy this episode of Step Family Mission Possible. Okay, so I want to start the show by asking you a question. Are things sometimes weird in your step family? Have you found yourself feeling uncomfortable talking about certain things with your partner? As I revved the equipment up to set to record with my next guest, this is exactly what I experienced. Despite totally enjoying the podcasting format with amazing guests in previous seasons, I began to feel unqualified, nervous, flummoxed. But why? First, I realized I didn't have notes. I had things stored in my head and expected to pull them out without really thinking. I figured I could just draw from the conversations that we had already had in preparation for the podcast. But what kind of a podcaster does that? I always take notes. I always have them prepared in front of me so I can stay focused on what my guest is saying. Second, I had the head-smacking aha moment that we hadn't prayed before we started. Oomph. Prayer is powerfully calming, reflective, hopeful, an invitation for God to be a part of our work, and a request, too, for Him to anoint you, our listeners, as we share key components of not just building a legacy in your step family, but living that legacy and having fun right now. Third, I wanted to make an impression. I wanted my guests to know I was prepared. Why was this important? Well, that leads me into officially introducing my co-host, Bill Rogers. There are lots of bills in the world, but for me, this bill is the bill. He's my soulmate, lover, best bud, stepfather, pastor, dad to my stepkids, golfer, serious golfer. Most importantly, Bill is the man who continually supports and loves me well on the adventure we call Step Family Mission Possible. Back to the question I asked at the beginning. Are things sometimes weird in your step family? I have no doubt you've experienced lots of weirdness in step family life. The truth is, blended living can be way more than weird. It can be tough, definitely uncomfortable. And just as I felt before hitting the record button on this episode, we can feel unqualified, nervous, or flummoxed. Yet my feelings belied the truth. I am qualified. The nerves are a sign that something important is about to begin. And instead of embracing the feeling of being flummoxed, I can draw from the truth, God's truth. 
That's where the Jesus-focused solutions to blending beautifully together make step-family living possible. And yes, joy-filled, despite any inherent setbacks. Real quick though, before we start, Bill and I are going to be sharing literally everything we know and that we're learning about how to enjoy step-family life on this podcast feed. So we're not going to be holding anything back. But the thing is, it's going to take us a long time to release all of this knowledge out into the world as we're doing weekly episodes. So if you are ready to kick chaos to the curb and live your best stepfamily life right now, we invite you to participate in our coaching programs. It all starts with a free 30-minute call. We'll give you our best blending advice on what you can do immediately to calm the chaos. And if it's a good fit for you, we'll invite you into our membership program. Simply go to stepfamilymissionpossible.com or click on the link in the show notes to begin. We can't wait to meet you. Hey there, everybody. It's Jen Rogers. Welcome to Step Family Mission Possible. This is our first episode for season four, and I am really pleased to announce and introduce my guest co-host, I guess my ongoing guesting co-host, right? <laughs> provided provided you behave, right? Provided I behave. <laughs> All right. I, I think it's going to be good. So everybody, this is my husband, Bill Rogers, and I'm very pleased to welcome him to Step Family Mission Possible. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> this is really weird for me. It's as we were talking about before we hit the record button and it shouldn't be weird because we know each other and uh, well, it just shouldn't be weird, but it is weird interviewing people, you know, for some reason. So I'm going to start off with a few questions and ask you to choose this or that. Are you ready? Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. Lake or river? This. <laughs> Lake or river? <laughs> Lake. Okay. Lake. Uh, Jet skiing or fishing? Jet skiing. Biking or running? Biking. Dogs or cats? Dogs. I know that one. (laughs) Uh, Race car driving or horseback riding? Race car driving. Pebble Beach, California or La Hinch Golf Club in Ireland? La Hinch. La Hinch. (laughs) And uh, burgers or sushi? Sushi. <laughs> there you go. Now I knew a bunch of those answers. I didn't know I was going to ask you those questions, but I did um, know a bunch of the answers, or at least I thought I knew. So uh, I, I know you, I know you a little bit. <laughs> so the audience has heard some of our story from me. So mm-hmm. I've shared some of my experiences as a stepmom. Mm-hmm. And while they haven't heard from you, they've heard a little bit about you. About me. Oh. <laughs> So this okay. is this is your opportunity to share a little bit about your role as a stepdad, uh, as the mm-hmm. leader of the household in a step family, mm-hmm. and uh, I also hope uh, that it serves to encourage the men in the audience to mm-hmm. understand some of the challenges because oftentimes we talk about things from the woman's perspective because the women are the talkers. So. Welcome. Give us what you got. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Obviously, um, you know, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Uh, You know, being my wife, we spend a lot of time together, but it's been a surprise journey to get to the point where we're working together. 
of course, most recently, I was involved in a business uh, with a uh, Fortune 600 company as a salesperson, uh, doing pretty well, I would say, over time. And God has, as he is wont to do, changed the path. Now, I've learned as a man of faith over the years that when God speaks, you listen and you respond. I feel a little like Abraham in one sense saying, hey, guess what, honey? We're going somewhere. Where are we going? Why? I can't tell you that. God hasn't let me in on it all. So in in some sense, you know, I've learned one of the roles in faith is you do the next thing. And God has brought this as the next thing. And, and um, I do not completely understand where it will go, but I, I like our journey. So you asked some questions that are very good questions. I mean, what has happened over our seven years together? Uh, of course, my role as a stepdad has been different than your role as a stepmom, largely because my stepdaughters, your daughters are older. Right. And because they're older, I haven't had that interaction. And, and I think for any stepfather who is uh, uh, being a stepdad to older children, it's a friendship first, right? It's not, you know, you don't get, you have to, you have to lead by permission. You don't lead by uh, position because right. they don't recognize that position necessarily, or at least they don't have to. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So that's been part of the journey. And of course, the other side of that is being the biological dad to the boys that were younger when we got married. That's been an adventure, too, as you well know. Mm-hmm. I mean, learning over time that it wasn't uh, instantaneous mom. You know, you, you couldn't become a mom. You would always be a stepmom, which is OK. Mm-hmm. But I think every stepmom has to learn that, has to learn that along the road. So you understand uh, bio dad has to make the uh, discipline decisions, for example, because uh, the, the kids just won't accept, you know, stepmom making discipline decisions without bio dad. It doesn't work. We've, we've talked about this a lot. So naturally our journey together uh, over the last seven years has been like many of the people we're talking to. And that is that, you figure it out as you go along. And it's nice to get to get coaching. It's nice to get someone uh, who's got experience who can give you practical wisdom along the way. Mm-hmm. So I have been a man of faith all my life uh, since I, I received Jesus Christ at, uh, at the ripe old age of 18. And, uh, you know, that's older than some. I thought you told me it was many. 19. Wait a minute. 18, was 19? It 19? It, maybe it was, it was 19. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't was around 19. then, but I think you said 19. You are correct. It was 19. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good day. I was a sophomore in college, whatever that was. So, <laughs> but, but that is later than some. Yeah. Right. Sure. And uh, uh, many may, may know, uh, some don't. I'm also a pastor. Mm-hmm. So being a pastor of a church gives me a little bit of a different um, view of what the church is and uh, what our part in it is. Mm -hmm. And certainly our role as coaches uh, is very similar to that of a pastor to say, let's uplift, let's encourage, let's build up and um, let's have an exciting journey of faith along the way. Mm -hmm. So uh, largely to to recap, I'm here because God has led me here Mm -hmm. uh, through our journey of marriage, through our journey of step parenting together and now uh, vocationally as well. I'm very mm-hmm. excited about that. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm really excited to have you too. Uh, it, despite the uh, weirdness that I may be experiencing, I am very excited for us to move in this direction and bring our skill set together to really um, offer up real solutions for people who are struggling. And there are many things that you said. So for the record, I'm going to go back to when you were talking about Abraham. Right. right. <laughs> and, and I remember I have said this a, a few times in different conversations with people that I would not have responded the way that Sarah responded. I would have wanted to know uh, who's the realtor, what, what, where, where are we going? You know, what, what, what's the neighborhood going to be like? Why are we leaving all of our friends? Sure. It would have been all of those things. And uh, yet when we're making this transition, the way that it came about over this past year through prayer, through our morning devotions, mm -hmm. through the divine downloads, as right. uh, mm -hmm. we call them, uh, just receiving this insistent message, this mm -hmm. recurring message that we were going to move in a new direction. And it is unsettling. It is a little frightening. Uh, and yet... Mm -hmm. God calls us mm -hmm. to this new place, mm -hmm. regardless of how we feel about it. He's calling us to respond out of obedience, out of um, mm -hmm. surrendering to his authority, if you will. Right. It, it wouldn't be faith if it wasn't frightening, right? <laughs> I mean, God uh, calls yeah. people to do things that are uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Or, or, or at least to do things that are new. You know, that's why I say, what do we do? We do the next thing because he doesn't give us a roadmap. We'd love it. We'd say, God, okay, when I take a right on Smith Street, uh, where do I go next? Tell you when you get there, <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that's life. That's right. life. So what, what I've learned along the way is that if you're really going to be a person of faith, then you've got to try things that only God can do. It's interesting that the name of this um, uh, coaching business is Mission Possible, right? But apart from God, it's Mission Impossible. Indeed. And we both agree with that. Yeah. I mean, and we know our faith, you know, says basically, look, if you're going to be a person of faith, you're going to try things that you would say, if God doesn't come through, I'm mm -hmm. going to fall flat on my face. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is, mm -hmm. frankly. I mean, I, I for <laughs> me to leave a business as I was, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in a very successful sales role and, and now, okay, we're going to do, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to do what God says we're going to do. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. You know, that's a, that's an act of faith, but everything we do um, ultimately is an act of faith. And one mm -hmm. of the things I, I love to say, and, and you know, you've heard this a million times, Jen, and I'll just say it for the audience right now. Mm -hmm. We take care of God's kingdom mm -hmm. and he takes care of us, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's what Jesus taught us. He mm -hmm. said, seek first the kingdom of God and then all the things that you ask for, all those other things, including peace and your step family, those <laughs> will come Mm -hmm. through Christ as you take care of his stuff. Mm -hmm. So I definitely believe that uh, we are in a place of big steps um, up a cliff without being able to see what's on the other side, but God does see and we trust him. Right. Absolutely. That's a good word. Thank you for that. Well, I'll tell you what, there are many, many things in being in a step family that it does feel like you're on the edge of a cliff that 
you look down and it's re- it really is scary. And that's something that we often talk about that we don't know what we don't know. And that makes us uncomfortable because when we come into blending families, many of us, this is not our first attempt at marriage uh, or it's our, our second marriage because we've lost our first spouse. So there are lots of different reasons how step families are formed. Uh, yet we think when we come in, we're going to have some of the answers. We think that when we turn on Smith Street, we ought to know what comes next. So <laughs> we really do want the roadmap. And here you are, you're talking about, we don't get this roadmap from God, but we do get, I don't know, maybe a formula. We do get a vision. We do get desires placed on our heart. And so part of the roadmap, I guess, is having our destination is heaven, right? (laughs) We start there. And, And there are many, I'm sure, who would, who would not describe their step families as heavenly. However, we can get from where we are to that heavenly position. And God really does want us to have peace here on earth. God really does want us to have peace in our step families. And so when we talk about this roadmap, we talk about it in our coaching program, as far as designing your roadmap, where you have this vision for your blended family. So I just want to make sure that as we're talking about this and we talk about what happens in, uh, really starting with you as a couple and and cherishing the beauty that God has given you for the second chance, if you will, mm. to be in this family. And so that's really where it starts. Right. So in that vein, I have a few questions for you. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was the biggest aha moment in your role as a parent in a blended family? Um. I think the biggest aha moment I had was what I just talked about when I realized that my wife didn't have the control that normally a mom should have in her home uh, with, with my own children, that there were other factors that I had to navigate. And we had that conversation that there were times that I actually even felt like I was in the middle. So, so those are things I think a lot of step, uh, parents, you know, not, not just stepdads, stepmoms too, uh, have to navigate. And that was definitely an aha. And you said, oh, you really have to, uh, in, in some ways, and as we've talked about it, I've had to be uh, dad and mom in, in some ways to the kids because it, it, is, uh, it is necessary that they get the message and it has to come from me first, as we've mm-hmm. talked about. Yeah, and I think that's where it is, where it's really important that we're a team, that we're on the same page. And Mm -hmm. if I think about when I go back to the very beginning, we didn't have a roadmap. We didn't have a vision. We didn't have an idea. We loved each other. We thought it was going to be great. This whole starry-eyed love Mm -hmm. affair, it was going to be wonderful because everybody would be as happy as we were with being in Mm -hmm. love with each other, right? Right. (laughs) And yet it didn't exactly go down like that. And it took us several years Mm -hmm. before we began to figure it out. And I remember rolling my eyes at you for the umpteenth time when you would say, well, Jen, obviously we haven't learned this lesson yet because God's sending us back yeah. around. And I, yeah, that's a great, great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, I believe mm-hmm. I, I threw a few bombs around sure. there saying that I wanted to get off this hamster wheel. <laughs> but I, I think that's a great, great point because 
I do believe that that one of the things you need to bring into a step family is a lot of humility mm. because you've got to know you're going to fall flat on your face. It's just going to happen. Uh, there are going to be surprises. There are going to be things that you're not expecting. And if you bring humility and even a, a sense of humor to it, uh, you do realize that uh, in, in some ways you're in the biggest crucible you've been in. And that is, it's God's testing ground. God is building us into better people, right? And, and I often say, there are times that you and I, Jennifer, will have the same argument we've had, uh, you know, 150 times. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've had this argument. We already know. I mean, we could even recite each other's lines, right? <laughs> but the question is, why? Why? And, and I always say, well, it's because we have not yet learned the lesson that God is trying to teach us through that argument. And, and sometimes that lesson can be, hey, get off your throne. That's mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or it can be as simple as um, do a better job listening. Yeah. There can be a lot to it. I think we've started to figure that out a lot mm-hmm. more after seven years. But there are people out there that have been married a lot longer than us and in step situations a lot longer than us that could coach us, frankly, in right. those, those matters. Right. Right. And, and, and I think when you come into a situation, you have to understand, I do not have all the answers. That's where, where we come with, with humility mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, a whole lot of joy. I mean, they'll say, hey, I, I'm just going to enjoy today as it comes yeah. because this is what I got. Yeah. And there were many days mm-hmm. that... <laughs> We did not. (laughs) There were many days that were really, really difficult. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've learned as I've been doing this podcast is that there, there's a lot more out there about the kids and that there is a lot of things that the kids are experiencing that we often don't see in Mm. our families because Mm -hmm. we're focused on our own pain and we're Mm -hmm. focused on our own role confusion uh, and things just aren't going the way that we thought that they would go. And so we don't necessarily recognize some of the challenges that the kids face. So you had mentioned that the girls were, I was basically empty nesting Mm-hmm. Just starting that <laughs> before yeah, well, we yeah. we um, met and got together and then got married. And your kids, the boys were at 13 and 9. Yeah, they were young. Yeah, they were young. Yeah. And so just a lot of adjustments going through mm-hmm. that. But as far as understanding those, I know for me personally, that's what God's revealed to me uh, every recording really something comes up that has me thinking about the impact of the kids and the challenges that they face. So what would you say, what's one thing that you think could have helped us and maybe could help some other step family couples out there as far as acknowledging those needs of the kids, really regardless of the ages, Mm. what, what, I think I would have, you know, and this goes for all four kids. I think I wish a little bit, and it's not too late, by the way, but but I wished I had done more listening than, than thinking that I had answers. And by that, I mean that I can, th- I can see things from my own perspective. Right. That's all I've right. got. I've only got my perspective. Now I can guess your perspective. I can guess Stephen's perspective, Nathan's, you know, uh, Casey, Jessica. I mean, I can, I can guess where they are, mm-hmm. but that's not going to be an answer to talking to them and actually hearing where they are. Now, regardless of whether or not they want to have that conversation, I think I need to be open to it. I think right. I, I need to be willing to listen. I think that 
because the boys were younger, we thought, um, or I did, I know, uh, they were more impressionable in the sense that, boy, it would be a lot easier for them to adjust. Um, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. And, and, and we're just learning that, um, not, not just learning it, but continuing to learn it now as, as we do relate to them differently now. As we do listen to them more and say, hey, we realize you guys didn't choose this. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't choose this. We did. Right. Um, so I think being a little bit more um, empathic mm. with them, getting in their world a little more, um, asking them for their own feedback into the situation, um, I, I think that can only help and has you know helped a little bit more as mm. we've gone on. And I also think acknowledging mm-hmm. to the kids that this yeah. is a change. Right. So. Your kids moving into a new home, and so they had gone from this experience of this is what the norm is, and now it's transitioning to this. And while um, a a vacation may sound like a great thing that, oh, we're going to go do all these amazing things, it can turn into a Chevy Chase vacation. (laughs) And and, and lots can can not go the way that we thought it was going to go. And I know that that definitely is the case for the kids that they are, they're struggling with role confusion too. And they're also struggling with loyalty to their biological parent. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. um, perhaps it would be helpful if you talked a little Mm -hmm. bit about that. Maybe what were the challenges you talked about being in the middle? Interestingly enough, I would say you, you said you were in the middle, but I felt like I was on the outside. I felt like the outsider. And at times I still do feel like the outsider. Well, and, and, and you do become the outsider and, and the way that works is, you know, as you know, I mean, I don't uh, get along incredibly well with my ex. I am aware of that. Well, (laughs) in that, you know, uh, for for a number of reasons, won't go into that right now, but it does create a difficult situation because the boys of course are loyal to their mom as they should be. Right. Right. right they should. But uh, I'm not in the sense that I don't agree with her on something, for example. So if I don't agree with her, um, you know, the boys get put in the middle. Right. Now, if I do agree with her on something, but you don't agree with me, then I get put in the middle. Yeah. yeah. So that's the way that works. And you get pushed to the outside because you feel like, now, wait a minute, this child that is in my home every day is doing things that I don't agree with. Uh, But my husband doesn't agree with me. He agrees with his ex on this matter. And you feel like you're being pushed to the side. So, so that is a very real uh, situation. Mm -hmm. And we've had to talk about those things, you know, we've had to agree with, okay, you know, we have certain conversations with each other, not in front of the children. We've talked Mm -hmm. about that. We've talked about, um, how do we, uh, come to agreement? What things are more important to come to agreement on before the fact Mm -hmm. and what things can we agree to disagree on? I mean, Mm -hmm. if they're smaller and we're not, you know, we're not at each other's throats over them. Right. But I would largely say in seven years, you know, and I don't think we're alone in this, the biggest fights we've ever had have been over the, the children. Right. They're, 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 I mean, really. And, yeah. and, and that's not unusual. 
right? I mean, we're spiritual people. We we pray to the Lord every day. We read the scriptures, but there are going to be things that dig our, you know, dig our ditches, as it were. And and those are the things that God's teaching us. Those are the closets that God's opening is saying, hey, you know what? You invited me in. I get access to every closet, even the one that you want to keep off to the side. Yeah. I get them all. Yeah. And those are the lessons that we continue to get throughout our marriage. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. Well, it's interesting. I was thinking about the stats as you were talking that we'll be celebrating seven years and uh, the stats for blended families, uh, marriage success rates are pretty low, actually. And Mm -hmm. what we've learned, so we've Mm -hmm. participated in some of uh, blended family life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. in those webinars and in the uh, conferences that they've had, we've learned a lot about Mm -hmm. how the first two years are the most critical or slash the most dangerous, right? Right. So can we, can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. And I think one of the reasons why couples are in, in such trouble right off the bat is because they don't expect it expectations get dashed quickly and they feel like they get on a hamster wheel. They're just going around and around and they feel like, frankly, they're the only one who who goes through this. I mean, I must be, I must be strange. Boy, I thought this was going to be so easy. I thought this was going to be cake, man. I was married before and I thought I had all the answers. I thought I'd figured out why all that happened. Now it's not going to happen again. And boom, it's happening again. Well, we bring ourselves to the new marriage. <laughs> we right? sure do. We, do. And, we show and, up. <laughs> and we often, I mean, this is where humility comes in. We often look and say, well, I, you know, I wasn't the reason why that first marriage fell apart. You know what? That was my ex. And now, now, boy, it's all going to work out. Yet we bring the same issues, insecurities, difficulties into a new marriage, expecting it to be perfect. And it's just not going to be. So we not only now have the problems we had previously that we now bring into a new marriage, but now we have children issues too. And this child doesn't like me. Why not? I'm a great guy. What do you mean you don't like me? I mean, you know, and, and we go into a maelstrom and I think what is it that that couples need the most? They need someone to come alongside them and say, hey, you know what? What you're going through is normal. This is what step couples go through. And let's give you a roadmap, as you talked about, to navigate the pitfalls that 90% of couples go through. And let's just talk about those things from a humble perspective mm-hmm. saying, you know what? Don't expect it all to come through at once. It just won't, Mm -hmm. but it will come through. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's where I also think, man, that's where faith comes in because both of us would say, hey, um, I never expected to get divorced. We never expected to get divorced. And I would even say, you know, that's off the table, right? Mm -hmm. That's not something that, that God wants from us. Right. When we come into the new marriage, and that's a commitment we make to each other, and we have to. But I think that um, it never hurts to have more people to talk to that have navigated the waters before you that can say, hey, 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 those, there's some breakers over there. There's some shallow water over there. You better be careful of it. You're going to crash your boat. Shallow water. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> 
did you bring that up on purpose? Did you know I was going to ask about you, you probably shallow water. So we took a, we took a vacation, uh, our, oh. our annual Ooh. 4th of July vacation and we went to the lake. So, uh, <laughs> We have we have this memento from the lake. Yes. Yeah. So what, what's that all about? I mean, we got to talk about well, it now. <laughs> you know, uh, I was an expert boater who really had not boated much at all. And uh, we we decided we were going to have a good time and we were going to rent a motorboat. And we went down to the Lake of the Ozarks. We rented a motorboat and we had good fun. And as we drove this motorboat, we went along into uh, an area of shallow water, uh, you know, really an area where we shouldn't have been. I kind of navigated off the channel into an area of shallow water. And yours truly knew nothing about trimming the motor at the time, which is just simply to lift it up. So we are in about eh, a foot and a half <laughs> of water, yeah. grinding the propeller on the motor. And of course it goes from to <laughs> and we knew said, something was wrong. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> not and good. when we pulled the motor up, the propeller basically didn't exist anymore. It had been ground down to nothing. So eating our humble pie, well, my humble pie, <laughs> we called the rental company. And we had them come out and tow us, and they all had big grins on their face. And they even told us, they said, can we keep this? Because we have a contest every year <laughs> to see which rental company has the, um, shall we say, dumbest <laughs> renter <laughs> who has done something so boneheaded that they get an award. And I said, no, I think we want to keep that one ourselves. <laughs> that is the momentum for all time for our wonderful vacation as a step family. Here, right? So I just want to say the boys were not very happy uh, because we had to wait a long time. We didn't know if we were going to get back out on the water. And it was hours later and we were renting this condo yeah. and we had... So we oh, had, oh yeah, we had driven the car mm -hmm. from the condo rental to go get the boat, to rent right. the boat and left it there. And when they, somehow we got back to the condo without the keys. Well, you had left the keys at the car, which was at the rental place. Yeah. Oh, and we took man. the boat back to the condo. We did. And when we got there, we didn't have the key to get in the condo. Now, our plan was we're just going to, we're all tired. We've been doing this all day. You know, <laughs> we still had some time to, you know, to play around at night. We had the, the kids just had a blast on the rafts, and that was great fun. But we got back pretty tired and we didn't have a key. <laughs> So, so we had to take the boat all the way back we there did. to we get did. the key. You then took the car back and me and Steven took the boat back and we got back about 10 PM <laughs> and we had a nice journey. Um, you know, thankfully we had another day to enjoy the boat. We and did, did indeed. We did. Day. And I'll tell you what, enjoy. this is a lot like step family living because we <laughs> have ground down our relationships with some of our kiddos at different points mm -hmm. in time in the sense of uh, mm -hmm. not being empathetic, not understanding that they had needs 
and that they were in shallow water, shall we right. say, uh, or in the deep water drowning, mm-hmm. I don't know which, whatever the analogy, yeah. proper analogy would be. But it is a lot like that, that things don't go as planned. And I right. think part of the unrealistic expectation is mm-hmm. this, that things will go better in a blend because you have more experience. Yet when in life do things go mm-hmm. as planned Anyway, like when is a good day for the car to break down? When is it a good day yeah. for them to call and say, hey, sure. you need $1,000 worth of work on a car? That's that's never a good day. So you don't sure. plan for those kind of things. But I think that's where perspective comes in. We talk mm-hmm. about perspective and it's this. When I look back on that vacation, mm-hmm. I look back with a smile. It was a wonderful vacation. I mean, overall, we went to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we had a few days. Now we had a couple of fights while we were there. We, we can remember that for sure. Mm-hmm. But overall, we had some fantastic bonding experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and we also went down to the lake and, you know, Stella got her tail stung by a jellyfish or something. And, you know, <laughs> our, our, dog, chocolate lab. <laughs> our chocolate lab, whose tail is always straight up, had a droopy tail for a couple of days. And it was really weird, but she got stung by a jellyfish or something. But we had a lot of experiences yeah. and they were new. And, and, and that's where I think the, the word that I, I always come up with is joy. God wants to teach us to enjoy life right where we are, to to be okay, content, but more than that, to suck the marrow out of, as it were, every moment we have. Yes, there are going to be moments that the car breaks down, but those are the times when we need to look for him, to him for strength, right? And the boat experience I look back and I laugh at it. And, and I think that I've, I've learned over time, and I think a lot of us do, that if you can't laugh at yourself, then you're in a lot of trouble. It's a lot easier for me to laugh at you than it is to laugh at myself. Well, sure. I'm just being well, honest. Well, it's easier to laugh at me anyway. <laughs> funny guy. You are. You are a funny guy. <laughs> So, uh, so what's next? We, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, it's important to have mentors, mm-hmm. that there are people farther along yeah. the journey than what we are right mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. obviously we believe in the power of coaching. We believe mm-hmm. in the power of mentorship. So what's next? Why would people want to come join our coaching programs and join our memberships? Well, I, I think that we've, we talked about some of those things. We are, I think, very good at assessing situations and we can help you assess where you are in the process. And, and then again, we can help you determine that there is, first, you're not in as much trouble as you think you are. You're not, you'll, you'll get through this and, and we can help you with that. Uh, we can help you navigate the difficulties because we've gone through them. But some of the other things I think we bring to bear, I mean, as I mentioned, I am a, a pastor and a theologian, and I very much bring a Christian and godly perspective to these things. And, and, and I think if you don't, you're in trouble off the bat because we all have to realize God is the author of this journey. 
And he's the one that has the answers. And if we learn to go to him, one of the things I always like to say is let peace be your referee. You know, whenever you're making a decision, whenever you're at a place in life where you don't know what to do, should I do A, should I do B, let peace be your referee. And if you don't get peace, you don't make the move. You don't move. You don't act. Right. Um, and, and I think that's something that we become good at over time. I think we can help people understand, first of all, there's a way forward. Second of all, hey, here's a knucklehead couple who's gone through some, <laughs> some things themselves that can really help you understand that you're not alone in the journey. And third, we, we can help you with a Christian perspective, really understand that God is for you never against you. He is for you. And that is truly exciting. And, and, and the biggest reason why I've uh, you know decided to, to cast my lot and say, yeah, let's do this together is because you and I have fun at that in life. Mm -hmm. Why not in business together? Why not helping other people? That's what we do in church. That's what we do in our lives. Let's do that here too. Let's, let's build the kingdom as we go mm -hmm. and have a heck of a lot of fun doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So some things to add on to that. Uh, you talk about the importance of doing it uh, together, being together with the Lord. And I, what I need to know from my husband is that he's got my back. Yeah. I need to know that we're in it together right. and I need to have grace for those times where it doesn't mm -hmm. feel like you had my back, right. that there's some other stuff that's going on that I can't necessarily mm -hmm. see. And um, the other thing I was thinking of is that oftentimes when people are looking for help, they think that there's something wrong with them. <laughs> You know, there's something wrong with all of us. Because <laughs> we're, we're human. We're human. That's right. <laughs> we all fall short, oh, right? But uh, we do. God is for us, and I, mm -hmm. I and I love that. It's such a powerful thing to just speak over people again that God is for us. He wants yes, us he to enjoy our families. Mm -hmm. He wants our kids to enjoy their lives. And we have a stewardship responsibility as parents, whether you put a step in front of it or not, we have a stewardship responsibility to parent together. Mm -hmm. And that's why you and I have latched on to this tagline that you are family here. So yeah. we just kick that step out of it because yeah. there's so much focus on yeah. step and so much anxiety around oh, boy, that word. What a great word. What a great word it, that is, Jen, because I, I will tell you this. I mean, when we really think about it, when you think about uh, being a child of God, for example, we are all adopted children of God, mm -hmm. right? And really, what is a, a stepchild? What is, I mean, that's an adopted child. You, you make a decision that you're going to treat that young person as your child and every step uh you know that that is a positional word right step parent is positional just i am not the one who birthed this child that's all it means but what's the difference i mean if you're an adopted parent maybe the difference is that the child's in your house all the time okay but but that can happen in a step situation too and does often I mean, we have all kinds of blended challenges, but this is, this is the beauty of it. God doesn't have that word in his vocabulary, right? He says, my child, you are my child. I am your Abba, your daddy. You know, he is that. 
And so I love that you said that because I think that that's one of the best steps that we can take to get out of that mentality. Uh, We are stewards. We're stewards of everything in our life. In fact, our very life is a stewardship to God. So let's do it well. And, And God gives us these opportunities to touch these children that really belong to him. In the end, even bio parents are, you know, just uh they're they're borrowing god's children (laughs) right right all right well that is so good well i think we're going to call this first episode of season four Mm -hmm. a wrap as we invite people to uh check out our website at stepfamilymissionpossible.com and that's where you can hear all of the podcasts or listen to them on your favorite podcast recording i don't know what software download. I I still don't know all the technical terms, but you can listen with your ears on whichever way you can get it. (laughs) But definitely check out what's going on at stepfamilymissionpossible.com. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can look for us on Facebook and just type in Step Family Podcast and you will find us or email us at hello at stepfamilypodcast.com. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, You did good. Yeah, you did good. You're going to come back? I'll come. Oh, good. I'm glad you're going to come back. All right. Y'all take (laughs) care. negotiating my contract. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about that (laughs) offline.